Thanks so much for joining us for our Word of the Day. This morning, we're going to continue through the book of Joshua, and we're going to be looking at Joshua chapter number 5. Now, in this chapter, the nation of Israel has just crossed over the Jordan River in a miraculous demonstration of God's power and God's protection for them. As the four Levite priests carrying the ark step into the water, the Jordan River parts, and the entire nation of Israel crosses through on dry ground. And this is a beautiful display to Israel that God is with them and God is for them, but it also shows the armies and the kings of the promised land, the Canaanites and the Hivites, and all these people that Israel will soon be at war with to conquer the land, it shows them that God is for them as well. And a lot of things happen in this chapter. The first thing that happens is all the kings of the Amorites and Canaanites, they are scared of the nation of Israel because of what God had done at the Jordan River. And they've all heard these stories about how God uh, wiped out the Egyptian army, how God has fought for them in the wilderness and provided for them. And so they are very scared of what's going to happen. Uh, the next thing that happens is God has Joshua circumcise all the men. Now, circumcision was instituted way back with Abraham uh, when God gave him this covenant to receive the promised land. And it was a, a symbol or a sign that they belonged to God, that they were God's people. It's a lot like our baptism today. It's, an, it's a private, personal thing, but it shows everybody that you belong to God, and it reminds you that you belong to the Lord. And so this hadn't been done since the nation of Israel was in slavery. And so as soon as they cross over into the promised land, God reminds Israel of this covenant promise and this covenant mark, and he, he has Joshua circumcise all the men to reestablish this covenant relationship with them. Then he has them observe the Passover. Now, of course, we know that the Passover was instituted in, in Exodus, and they celebrated it in Egypt right before the, death, the uh, Passover death angel came through. Then they pro, uh, celebrated it a year later at Mount Sinai. But they haven't celebrated it since in the wilderness because of the rebellious generation refused to you know, have a relationship with God. So now they're in the promised land, they're in Canaan, and God has reestablished his relationship through circumcision. And now he is reminding them of his protection and provision for them by having them observe the Passover meal. Then uh, he stopped sending manna. You know, For 40 years they'd received manna from heaven, but now they're in the promised land. So now God's still going to feed them. But instead of feeding them with manna from heaven, he's going to feed them with the fruit of the promised land. And, and they're going to enjoy the, the fruit of God's blessing and the wonderful fruit of God's provision. But then the last thing to happen is Joshua has an interesting encounter. The night before their first battle, they're going to be fighting the, the city of Jericho. And Jericho is a massively fortified city. So their first action, their first battle is a huge battle. It's a huge test of their ability. It's a huge test of Joshua's leadership. And so the night before they're supposed to attack this city, Joshua goes to inspect the city. And he, he sneaks right up to the wall of Jericho. And we don't. he's doing recon. He's seeing how he's going to uh, enter the city or how he's going to fight this city. You know, they don't have catapults or anything like that. And as he's at the wall, he has an encounter with a warrior. Look what the Bible says, starting in verse number 13. And it came to pass, when Joshua was by Jericho, that he lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, there stood a man over against him, with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went unto him, and said unto him, 
Art thou for us or for our adversaries? And he said, Nay, but as captain of the host of the Lord, I am now come. And Joshua fell on his face of the earth and did worship and said unto him, What saith my Lord unto his servant? So as Joshua's directly at the wall of Jericho, he encounters this, this warrior with his sword drawn. Now, when you're in enemy territory, when you come across a warrior with their sword drawn, it's not a good sign. They're typically not for you. But Joshua marches right up to this guy, and he asks a pretty straightforward question. Are you for us, or are you for them? And the response he gets is no. It wasn't a yes or no question, but that's the response he gets. He goes, are you for us or for them? He says, no, I'm for God. And we find out later that this, this warrior is a Christophany. It's an Old Testament appearance of Jesus. It is God coming down to appear to one of his saints. And so Joshua is talking with Jesus right now. We know that because Joshua worships him and angels don't allow you to worship them. And so this is God himself that Joshua is encountering. A lot like when Moses encountered God at the burning bush. Matter of fact, the very next verse, this warrior says, Joshua, take off your shoes because you're on holy ground. And so Joshua meets up with God and asks, God, are you for us or for, you, or for them? And God says, Joshua, that's the wrong question. It doesn't matter who I'm for. It matters that you're on my side. And that's what matters in all of our life. You know, it doesn't matter who God is for in the world. We like to get, especially in religious circles, we like to get kind of caught up in that. Oh, well, God's for us Christians and us Baptists, and he's not for the Catholics or anyone else. And so we're like, well, you know, it, it matters who God's for. And God says, it doesn't. It doesn't matter who I'm for because I'm not for anybody. What matters is if you were on God's side. And that's the question we have to ask ourselves in everything that we do, in our relationships, in how we treat people, in our generosity, in our outreach to reach the lost and to, you know, spread the gospel across the world and how we treat the, the less fortunate and the homeless and the, the impoverished and the immigrant and all these people that God has sent into our life. It doesn't matter whether we're on, they're on our side or not. What matters is, are we on God's side? Are we treating people? Are we behaving are we giving of ourselves in a way that God is pleased with? Are we doing what God wants us to do, or are we doing what we want to do? So that's the question we have to ask ourselves. Doesn't matter, well, well if God's, is God for me or is God for them? Doesn't matter. What matters is, are we on God's side? Are we doing what God wants? Are we obeying God's word? Are we in God's will? That's the question we have to ask ourselves. Thanks so much for joining us for our Word of the Day. Be back here tomorrow as we continue through the book of Joshua. Have a blessed day.